Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the Collider Games podcast. My name is Dennis and I'm with Joshua Vayers. And we're back with another episode talking about the latest video game news. Uh, not a huge, huge week in big like for big news uh, this past week, but mm. we've got some stuff. Uh, how's everything going there? I see you shaved. I have not. Yeah, I was I was getting sick and tired of my quarantine beard. I live, um, I'm very blessed to live very close to the ocean, but the salt air makes my beard so hard and so itchy. Uh-huh. It's, it was unbearable. Um, but yeah, no, there's, I just like feeling fresh sometimes, you know, and a good shave makes you feel fresh, uh, which, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy though. How's things, how's things going on your side? All right. Uh, we'll get into some of the stuff, but yeah, even though not a lot of big news in video game world, I did play a ton of video games this past week which we'll get into nice. uh in the upcoming um news topics i mean let's start off with this one i don't have a lot to say about this but i just thought it was noteworthy uh, with uh kind of uh the rumors is that the next uh call of duty game will be a new black ops which makes sense because they've always been kind of switching off between infinity ward and treyarch and treyarch does the black ops games and they're saying that the next Black Ops will be cold, called Black Ops Cold War, which is kind of connected. Sounds pretty to cool. The, yeah, and it's also what they the Cold War was kind of what they were dealing with story wise and time setting wise in the first Black Ops. And so my guess is maybe they go to the eighties or something like that. Uh, but yeah, there was like uh, the Black that would, Ops. That would be really cool, actually. Yeah, the Black Ops Cold War name first appeared on Twitter uh, from a leaker, Okami13. And Eurogamers were reporting that they've heard from their sources about the same news. Um, you know, this is, you know, we, we've got Call of Duty Warzone. Apparently, uh, they, they said it was kind of teased in there when people found a, a Cold War spy plane glitching through the walls. So, um, yeah, so 
I, I'm interested in this. Like, I, I have to be honest with you. I haven't played much Call of Duty since probably like maybe Modern Warfare Three might have been the last one. I, I didn't really get into all the the new when they went like Black Ops went into the future and all that stuff. Yeah, it was. I mean, to be to be honest, it, it's just kind of the same for me. I think the Call of Duty I played the most was the original Modern Warfare. Like, I used uh, to go to tournaments. I fun story about that i actually sold my call of duty um my call of duty modern warfare the original modern warfare not the new one i actually mm. sold my my nickname for like 100 bucks because <laughs> pe- like people wanted it like i i, I was what was, I was it? What was your nickname I, the Codfather. Ah, people wanted it man i had nice. people like emailing me asking me like oh, i want to be the Codfather. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I gave it away one day. I was like, screw it. I don't care. Yeah. I played, uh, modern warfare the most. I still play the modern warfare remaster quite a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, modern warfare two was good. Modern warfare three, modern warfare three. I didn't really play that much. The, the first black ops game though was, that was phenomenal. That was like a game changer. The story was amazing. So I'm more excited for them to kind of go back to that because black ops one, amazing black ops two, amazing black ops three. That's when they started losing the plot and they started like adding the whole double jumping, jetpack, wall running kind of stuff. And I liked that gameplay for a while. I did. I, I truly did. But then when they finally went back to like, you know, having both feet on the ground and uh, going to like a more old school type of uh, fighting, it was just so much more refreshing and enjoyable. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. If If they... It would make sense for them to like sit it in the 70s, 80s, you know what I mean? With the first one being in the 60s, I think it'll be good. I don't want to see any freaking rocket power jumping or anything like that. Like it's it's too much for me, you know. I, I enjoyed it, but it was I don't know. Like I think Black Ops Three pulled it off pulled it off pretty well, but I think it's uh, they saw a lot more popularity with their new game going back to its basics, and I hope yeah. that that's what they're going to do with with the the new Black Ops game coming out. Um, and I'm ex- I'm expecting an amazing story, you know, because as far as I know, quote me if I'm wrong here, but there wasn't really much of a story in three or four, or was it four? Yeah, One of them was right. like it was just multiplayer because I think they were pushing their battle royale in Black Ops Four. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't really I, other than the beta, I didn't really play it. Like I said, I'm not. I'm one of the weird people who are all about the campaigns when it comes to the Call of Duty games and not so much the multiplayer. And it's probably because I saw Oh, dude. Do um, you remember so... the campaign for Modern Warfare? The original? Dude. Like, I, well, I, I memorize, I've memorized that original Modern Warfare campaign. It was so good. Uh, same with the Black Ops one. Uh, I No, we need a good campaign. I agree. It'll, it's, I'm also one of those people that play the game for the campaign. I'll do multiplayer. I don't like to play multiplayer online. I'd rather have like a LAN, have some people come over and play locally amongst my like my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just I, I'm excited for a good story, a good campaign, a good Call of Duty campaign. Very excited for that. Yeah. So it sounds like they're gonna do the same thing with Black Ops. Go back to old school. Take it, you know, simplify stuff some more and. and uh, you know, because remember, you know, these games are coming out like almost every year. How do you think this is going to um, affect uh, Warzone? And and will they transfer that yeah. over to Black Ops? I mean, because I guess like with Black Ops 4, you had Warzone or I'm pretty sure it was Warzone, whatever the battle royale was for that. I have a feeling that it's I mean, look, Warzone is free. So whether it's like you have to download a new version of Warzone, I'm not too sure if they're smart about this, especially with like. Well, it also depends when the game's going to come out. You know, like maybe they'll make Warzone its own standalone thing or uh, 
like because i mean obviously the engine's going to be different right they're going to probably end up using a different engine i would imagine for the next game so either that means a new engine for a new war zone and it will continue to be free um i i have no idea how they're going to make the jump or maybe they'll make it like cross like i mean i know the war zone is cross platform i wonder if they'll make it like cross console or like cross generation as well i'm not too i i don't know it's a, it's an interesting concept to think of, but one thing's for certain: Warzone will definitely be there. Still, uh, we're just it's just getting more and more popular as each week goes by. The only thing that could possibly get rid of the hype right now is Valorant coming out in like a month or so. Um, um, okay, yeah, no, let that's, me ask you. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, interesting question, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me actually take this one step further. Is the future of Call of Duty Warzone slash free to play? online multiplayer like is is the the future of call of duty the fortnite apex legends model with with Warzone? i think i like, think they're gonna are we gonna are we gonna still keep seeing black ops and and modern warfare or or is or is this the future of call of duty i think that it's they're definitely they're not going to ignore the whole battle royale Warzone aspect of things uh with microtransactions and that kind of stuff it's uh i think that not just uh, this developer studio, but most developers and studios in general have noticed that, not even recently, but like the past two or three years have been good years for single-player games. And even though Call of Duty is not a single-player game, I think that they know that there is still money to be made in good campaigns. Even though they skipped out on it on one of the Call of Duties, I don't know which one it was that they skipped out on the campaign, but interesting choice. I think that they're going to be pushed, like the games will still be sold, I'd imagine, just for the sake of the campaign and all the other multiplayer I have a lot of friends who don't play Warzone at all. Like, they just play Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They just like the base game modes. Like, the assault game mode is amazing. And then I have people who only play Warzone. So yeah. I think it's going to... I think at some point in time, they're going to com- they're gonna completely separate the two. You know what I mean? Instead of having them, like, packaged and bundled together in the same game, I definitely see Warzone becoming its completely own standalone game eventually, where it's not going to be linked to whatever the latest Call of Duty is. I think it'll be its own thing. I mean... When you look when you look at for, uh, Fortnite and the the success it had, not just the money it had, but like the impact it had on pop culture and the impact it has on marketing and advertising nowadays. I mean, everyone's putting a trailer in there, a music video in there. So I think that they want that. You know, like everyone, like I, I'm waiting for Apex to start marketing in their game. You know, I'm waiting for, a, um, I'm I'm blanking right now on the on the survival um, battle royale and Darwin project. I'm waiting for that to have like advertisements in it it's it's only a matter of time warzone will most likely have some form of advertisement like i said apex if they're smart and they make another titanfall game they'll actually have the trailer in a round of uh, battle royale in apex you know have the titan show up or something how does that work like, though in, in apex though because you know when you when like i said i've talked before i'm not really a big fortnite player i play some apex a- apex is definitely much more up my speed but the way mm-hmm. that apex is set up if I remember correctly, or things maybe things have changed, it's not quite as social as Fortnite. Like Fortnite, people just walk around. It, like they sometimes they just don't want to fight. They're just like hanging out and and whatnot. What, just what, dancing or playing yeah, golf exactly. or whatever. Oh, I don't really I see golf. that in Apex. <laughs> I don't really see that in Apex. Apex. Seems I think to, like, I think it would be different. Like Fortnite has this whole thing. Whenever they do an event, that it's like there's a countdown timer, and then when the event is happening, there's no there's no one can hurt anybody, like, no one can cause any damage yeah. when the event actually starts. I would see Apex, because it's a bit more, like, 
fast paced first person in that aspect, yeah. I would imagine that they would just have two Titans like fighting on the map or something. Um, and then obviously the gameplay can just carry on. You just got to make sure you don't get stomped by a Titan. Like if they put Titans in the game for you, for you to use, that would be exciting too. But I don't think that they would ever do that, but that's probably how they would advertise or market. You know what I mean? Um, even then, like I think of smaller things, like every single time you open up any battle royale game, it always tells you like the latest updates of the game or what's in the store that you can buy cosmetic wise. I would imagine that those pop ups are eventually going to be like actual commercials. You know what I mean? It's going to. Uh, I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head now, but I can definitely see it that way. Like Razer advertising their gaming gear, in like um, in that kind of format. Okay. But well, this- I mean, speak I mean, speak while we're on the topic. I didn't add this to the list because I didn't think it was worth bringing it up. But uh, I, people are speculating that Warzone is hiding a nuke function. Like mm-hmm. they think that they're hiding a nuke in the game or in the map. And um, whether this is true or not, I don't know. But it, from a development point of view and a marketing point of view, it would make sense for me because if uh, you saw the huge success of Fortnite, where these big events happening, not not I'm not talking about like marketing for someone's album or movie, but like actual like in-game events just for the game, kind of telling the story where you had you had Kevin, the giant cube who showed up, and all these interesting like there was the big mech battle that happened, and all these cool things that happened in Fortnite. I can definitely see. Warzone wanting to add that in where they add live events where it's like a nuke happens and maybe that's how the next season starts. And mm-hmm. so who knows? Maybe there, maybe there is a nuke in the game. Be exciting if there is. Uh, let us know what you think in the comment section. Yeah, sounds, sounds like following that Fortnite path of, of changing, changing things around for, for new yeah. seasons. I mean, how, how do you give a multiplayer game a story? With, you know what I mean? How, like, that's without it being like a co-op kind of thing, like... You have to like have these events happen in the in the game, which I think would be quite exciting. Yeah. So so to transition to our next topic is when we're talking about these uh, big games, obviously like Fortnite, Apex Legends. Uh, Fortnite debuted the trailer for Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet. So let's let's talk about several things. There's like a lot of stuff to unpack in here. One, just the fact that he, it was debuted in Fortnite. I mean, obviously you can go online now and watch it on on YouTube, but you know, the whole big thing was that 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 Christopher Nolan wanted to put it into this kind of communal, also virtual big screen aspect uh, in Fortnite. Um, you know, they had um, John David Washington, who's the star, who who I really like from Ballers and um, Black Klansman. Uh, I think mm. it was Jeff Keighley that was uh, interviewing him. And, you know, and then they debuted the trailer on there. Now, they're utilizing Fortnite's audience to get people excited uh, about this movie. One, what'd you think about the event? And two, what'd you think about the trailer? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't see the event itself. Okay. I actually only found found out about this recently. But okay. it would explain the the two and a half gig update that I had the other day. <laughs> so it, it, it all came together. But I will say, based off of the last time they did something like this, mm-hmm. which was for the Last Jedi, they showed a bunch of clips for the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. threw in lightsabers in the game, and then uh, who is the director again for Last Jedi? JJ um, Abrams. Or the Last Jedi yeah. was Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson yeah. was J- the Last Jedi, and JJ was uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Oh, you know, I think it was for Rise of Skywalker then, yeah. or because I know J.J. Abrams was in the game. He was in Fortnite. He had his own yeah. character model. He was like on the stage it's talking about Rise it. of Skywalker. Yeah, that was and that was quite exciting. And for me, that uh, that was a very good marketing move. And I, uh, I didn't, 
like because you want the younger kids to go see it for Tenet, though, for a Christopher Nolan movie, because obviously Fortnite is your demographic is much younger. So I'm wondering if this would even work out. And um, I see there's a tweet here where they spoke about how it's unfortunate that you can't go out to the movie theaters and see the trailer before you're watching a movie, which is how they would how you how they would actually put this trailer out there besides YouTube is with other movies. And so they said it's so cool to be able to see it on Fortnite. Now, I don't think this is something that they decided to do on a whim recently. It's probably been planned for a long time, oh, yeah. which, oh, by the way, while we're on the topic, shout out to my friend Jacques Walden, who's actually in this movie. Nice. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't able to talk about it for the longest time, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, it works quite well. I didn't, uh, have the event. I didn't watch the event. Like I said, my worry is, is, is that, um, this becomes too frequent right now. It's not that frequent, but if it becomes too frequent, it's going to be like, people are not going to play the game as much, you know? Cause it's like, for instance, um, the previous event, I really enjoyed the Travis Scott event, but my friend, like a couple of my friends, they don't like Travis Scott. They don't like the music and they logged on. And they just wanted to play the freaking game, man. Then all of a sudden, you've got like a, a freaking like 60-foot Travis Scott walking around uh -huh. the map, map like rapping, and they, they just want to shoot each other. Uh -huh. So I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a great move as well because when is the movie itself coming out? Well, that's the thing is it, it used to have a release date. It was July, but now at the very end, everyone was like talking about on Twitter was coming to theaters. That's all it says at the end. It says, so it says coming. And everyone thinks it's going to say like in July or something, whatever. It just is to theaters. It's coming yeah. to theaters. Just to, one, emphasize the point that this is not going to VOD because Chris <laughs> Nolan is a big proponent of the theatrical experience, which I'm going to get into as, as well. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the trailer itself, I'll, I'll go backwards. I, I thought the trailer was great. It's very Inception-like, you know. It looks like Inception's uh, twin brother, twin sister, um, just from the mood, the look, and everything. I say that's um, the film. The film grain reminds me a lot of Inception. Yeah. And just even the style of it. You even have Robert Pattinson walking and talking with uh, John David Washington, talking about something much similar to when Leonardo DiCaprio and Ellen Page were walking and talking about some of the the the, the plot details. Um, but it looks very, from a movie standpoint, I think it looks fantastic. I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. Dunkirk wasn't my favorite of his movies. And this, to me, is closer to what, what I expect from him. And I'm excited mm -hmm. for it. Now, in terms of the Fortnite event, I'm kind of kind of mixed on it. You know, one, I think it's cool it that he... Let me just say this real quick. It wasn't as good as the previous events they've had mm -hmm. as well. Obviously, they're limited in the way that they did it. Like, I saw there was a clip where it was literally just their faces on the screen rather yeah. than them being a character in the game, like having their yes. own character model. It, it was, was, just, it was they, a screen with a video interview. Pretty much what our podcast looks like, you know, which yeah. is like, it's cool. But I, I, re I feel like a bit more effort could have gone into this and the presentation. Um I don't know, like as as far as Fortnite events go, it wasn't like it, it wasn't that good, you know. Well, when you're talking uh, about, look, I, I I'll be honest with you, with Travis Scott, like I don't really know him, I don't really know his music, I, whatever. But what you described to me sounds cool, right? Like a sixty foot oh, version yeah. of him, like playing music, whatever. Going to space, they, there's like planets floating around. It's crazy, man. Yeah, where this is just like a virtual screen. So from what I heard, yeah. Christopher Nolan wanted to do it or signed off on it because one, he knew that people couldn't go in the theaters to watch this. 
So, you know, seeing it online uh, is obviously one way. And then doing this you ha- where you have a virtual screen is another version of like, but I have some, you know, uh, criticisms of, uh, of that. So one, um, the virtual screen in Fortnite is, is not comparable to like, if you wanted a true virtual screen, it's in VR. If you, you've ever played VR and there's like virtual theaters in there, or if you ever play it and you see something big, like either projected on a screen, you actually get that feeling of you're, you're watching something on the big screen. Fortnite is, it's just a screen within a screen, right? And exactly, <laughs> your, yeah. your character, and, and I mean, look, your positions. They can make that work. Like they did it, make, they made it work with the Star Wars thing. And the reason the Star Wars thing worked is because you were pretty much in the same situation. You're at Risky Reels. You, you're literally like in the game at like watching this, like on an, on an outside, um, an outside like movie screen kind of thing. But at least with the Star Wars one, while it was happening, they had like TIE fighters flying by in the mm-hmm. air and like the Millennium Falcon. And like there were, there were a bunch of extra things added to it, which I thought was quite cool. Whereas with this, it was, it's exactly like you said. It's just a screen within a screen. Like another thing that they could have done that I think would have been relatively easy is just make the screen huge and put it in the sky instead. You know, like that would have, I think, caught people's attention more in terms of marketing and advertising. And it would have been a little bit more, it would have been a bit like cooler to watch if you're looking up at the sky and the screen might be too big for you to fill in. So you actually got to like move your mouse or your joystick to look around. And I don't know, that that would have been my like idea on it. But I mean, my, I, what I really wonder, Dennis, what I really wonder is how much they paid for this. That's the one question I have. Because I mean, sure, surely they didn't pay nearly as much as what Travis Scott did or what Disney did, because those things were like those were next level. Well, mind yeah. you, the Disney thing was—I guess the Disney thing was uh, with uh, Star Wars was easier to negotiate because Disney and Epic have pretty good negotiations in terms of their like games and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've had like so many Avengers costumes and like they had an Avengers game mode. They brought Thanos into the game at one point in time. Um, a bunch of cool stuff. So I don't know. I um I I think that I think that Epic is going to take a note out of their book from this and I cuz by no means is this a fail, but I don't re- No, no, it's not a fail at all, but I I do think I don't know. That- I I hope that they step it up if they're going to keep doing this. Yeah, I I just don't know if it exactly did what it was supposed to do. Another thing too is okay. So if Nolan mm-hmm. wants to have that theatrical experience and he's trying to mimic that. Like I said, VR is a much better platform for that. But the only problem mm-hmm. with VR is that the the numbers. It's the right access. now. It's, yeah, yeah. The ne- it's it's much more niche, right? You're only reaching X amount of people, ver- like maybe a million people versus you know thirty million people. So you have the access, and then and then two. Another issue is okay. You take your character, and you kind of got to position yourself to make it look like you're watching a screen one, like a lot of people's like their characters, like head were like blocking the screen a little. And two, there's, there's people that were just being idiots. Like I was watching some some of the ones on YouTube where some guy was just throwing stuff like at other people and at the screen, right. While it's happening Two, one guy, which is kind of funny, but also just ruins the whole experience. If you're watching this thing for the first time, 
he got into uh what are those called because i don't play the game the quad uh oh, roadsters uh, or what um what's oh, the vehicle yeah. they oh, drive? The, the, the quad bikes the quad bikes he was purposely driving them and in like ramping like up into the air to block the you, screen i don't i don't know if they have maybe they brought those back in the last no they i, I saw i saw yeah i forgot the name I forgot the name of the streamer. He's like a very popular streamer because he has like because I know obviously I know million, they got uh, boats. They've got boats in the game. They got helicopters in the game. I don't know if they brought if they maybe they brought the quad they, bikes back they, this past they week. Must I haven't have played because this guy has like a few million views on his channel. Or sorry, a few million subscribers, and this video has a few million views. And he was watching it, and like this guy was just being oh, that's so troll. Annoying, yeah. just, you know what I mean? So here's, like you're, you're taking away from like, the experience. Well, here's what the Travis Scott experience did right. It limited your emotes for one, you know what I mean? And it was like, it completely changed the, the, at some point in time, it made all the water in the game, like a bouncy thing where you were just bouncing. If you were on the water, you were just bouncing. You couldn't really do anything else. And even when you were like on the stage watching Travis Scott, there were only three emotes you could do. Like it was a lot more, it was a much more controlled event. And I think that that's what they need to keep doing if they're going to do these is keep the events a lot more controlled. And then also like, um, I think honestly put like turn off, like put on the friendly fire sooner. Cause, uh, when the Travis Scott thing happened, I literally like, I flew down, like I went to the stage, then there's, there's the countdown on the stage. It's like two minutes to go, but people, but they hadn't turned off the killing yet. So I got killed, had to like <laughs> go into another game and it was so stupid, you know, just wanted to watch the event. Yeah. But uh... Yeah. Trailer looks good. I mean, no. besides besides the actual thing in the video game, trailer looks good. I think Tenet's going to be amazing. I love Christopher Nolan. Uh, I love the film grain. I love the cinematography that I've seen so far. And but yeah, as far as as far as Fortnite events go, or showing something in a game, it was it was whatever. It was yeah. definitely like at the bottom of the pile of the things that they've done in, in the past two three years. Yeah, two, two um, and a half years, I guess. Also, with a theatrical component to look. Most people nowadays watch um, trailers online, right? On YouTube. Way more people yeah. watch them on YouTube than in movie theaters. But uh, for studios and their marketing departments, having a trailer shown in the theater is much more valuable because to them, when you watch a, a, a trailer in the movie theater, that means you are an engaged movie per- purchaser, right? Like you go watch exactly. the movie. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you are their target we, audience. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's worth like probably like a hundred times. I don't even know what the number is. I don't know what the algorithm is, but it's I'm sure worth like a hundred times more than someone watching just a view on YouTube, right? Because anyone can watch a view on YouTube, and it's like that whole uh, even that what was that the um, Telltale uh, Batman game, right? It had like millions and millions of views. And then how many people bought the games in the hundreds of thousands? You exactly. know what I mean? It, you, you, it, got, you, got, you got to know who you're advertising to for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, it's one of those things where if you're going to go up to a bunch of gamers and you're going to be, like, advertising them horse riding equipment, yeah, sure, maybe millions of people are going to see you advertising horse riding equipment. But, you know, most of us aren't, aren't – most of us don't own, own horses. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just it's, – it, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Iron Man, the VR demo, uh, is out yeah. now uh, on the PS uh, Store. You can download it. The, the full game comes out on July 3rd. Uh, they also released a tr- The trailer was nothing, but they had uh, the first 19 minutes you can watch online. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I might even go back uh, 
to the office where I left the I've mentioned this on, on many episodes. The PSVR, I, I, I have two thoughts about it. The actual games I like, I think the actual experience of the, of playing the games is actually fun because I think they have a very uh, uh, the technology with it is actually pretty cool. Uh, but but one, I don't like the controllers. Uh, and I don't like the setup of it, right? It's like the breakout yeah. box plus the webcam. It's just kind of a, just a pain in the ass to to do it. The way that the headset is very limiting. Uh, it's it's very other, much other. like what oh God. What year did the PSVR came come out? Like three years ago. It's yeah. but the the thing is, it's like the PSVR reminds me of like the first HD, HTC Vive. You know, where it's like it was it was good, but now, nowadays most things are tetherless, you know what I mean? Or like you can be untethered or there's less. You don't need all the cameras to set up yeah, and yeah. all those things. So I, I agree. It's uh, I know that they were planning on with the PS5 to have that box be integrated into the PS5. Yes. So there's less things to be plugging in and around. Yes. And who knows what the P- – I mean uh, well, actually we're going to get into this a bit later. The, the haptic feedback, we'll talk about that later. But I, I like – I very much enjoy the ergonomics of the PSVR headset. That's the one thing I enjoy most about it. Like I said, it's the most comfortable uh, VR headset I've ever worn. Uh, it's also the most friendly for like if you're wearing glasses or mm. any, uh, things like that. It has, I, I, what I also enjoy about it is it has a good peripheral vision because the screen kind of bends over a little bit. Mm. So you have that little extra bit of peripheral, which is so nice. Um, obviously, eye strain is a thing. And then what I found is that obviously it being on the play. PlayStation, you're always limited to these very cartoony looking games because the only way to have a good VR experience on the PSVR from my experience is to have this low poly, low res game so that it's, you got like your high FPS, low poly kind of stuff, which is why I like the cartoony stuff work, you know what I mean? Uh, that's why I like uh, Rick and Morty and VR work. That's why Job oh, Simulator love works. Love that game. Dude, yeah. Uh, virtual Rick Reality, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why Super Hot works, you know what I mean? That's why all those games work quite well. Mind you, yes, I know people are going to say there are some things like Resident Evil 7 looked amazing on the PSVR. I was actually super impressed with how good mm-hmm. that looked on the PSVR. Um, I didn't like playing that game with the PSVR just purely because it made, for me, it made it less scary. Because it was this kind of thing of like, you could like stick your head inside the other player models. Like if the, the dude running towards you is scary until you clip through his arm or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's. I will say, looking at the trailer right now, which is in front of me, it definitely it looks impressive considering yeah. it's it's on the PSVR. It's actually pretty impressive. Obviously, it's not going to look nearly as good as anything on the Vive or the um, the Rift S or anything like that. But uh, it looks fun. That's the one thing that I think they they really got with yeah. it. Is it looks fun. I think they learned from all their other previous uh, free kind of like Marvel games that they had. Like they did, a, I think, two Spider Man VR things and. Those were like not that good, but I think they learned a lot from I don't, probably a different studio. But I think Marvel and Disney, the company, learned a lot from that. That people would appreciate, especially Iron Man. That's one of the best VR experiences you can have because you've got Jarvis, you've got the interface. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes sense, you know. So it does look quite fun. Um, my friend Tyler has the PSVR, so I'm actually going to ask him what he thinks about it. He's going to try out the demo. Um, it does look fun, so hopefully we'll hear from him what he thinks about it. Um, and then wait, they, I see here that there's a yeah the PSVR bundle. What's this? Are they bundling? Uh, is it yeah, they're bundling thing? the the what you might call it. They're bundling the whole thing for uh, three hundred fifty dollars. Which not this does not include your PS4. It's the yeah. the VR headset, the PlayStation camera, which you need, and then yeah. two motion move controllers. 
the the and the uh the whole the VR game on Blu-ray. So you're getting this whole like if you want to get as like a system seller basically. They want to make well, sure I, think, I mean I, I think the headset on its own costs like 2.99 if I'm if I'm wrong. So for the extra 50 bucks you're getting the game, the camera and the two yeah. controllers. It's just not not it's a not too bad of a deal. Um I while we're on this topic, I'm starting to think because here's the thing, the PS the VR the PSVR headset is actually really well built as far as I know. Um it can, uh, like the the VR headset can handle more, but it, it but the PS4 is not outputting what it needs to output. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, are they going to make a PSVR uh, 2.0 for the P, for the PS5, or is the PS5 just finally going to be able to output on a level that really brings the the current PSVR and pushes it to its fullest like limits? You it, know? I think it's it's the latter. I think I think PS5 is going to be able to. to upgrade in terms of the graphics i mean obviously there's nothing they will be able to do about the ergonomics it's nice that they're going to not have that breakout box anymore so you can just plug straight in that yeah they're still obviously going to have to have the. it's obviously still going to have the cable that's like something yes. that you currently cannot unavoid i mean we even see what the the quest uh the quest is untethered but if you want to play the more the bigger games you're going to have to have the cable yes. you know yeah um, um this i'm going to blend these two in together real quick uh we're going to touch more on the ps5 the new ps5 controller has having haptic feedback or we don't know yet because the person who spoke about it he's like i signed an nda i don't know if i can talk about this he talks about water droplets so i'm assuming you can feel the water droplets on the controller which makes no sense to me like why would that be useful in any form in any way like i don't think it's uh, useful it's just immersive you know it's I mean, immersive yeah uh... it's not it's not useful but even even then in terms of like immersion, like if you if they were like, oh, you can feel the bullets. I'm like, but I don't want to feel the bullets on my hand. That's useless. However, where I think that this would be useful is if they took the PlayStation Move controllers and added haptic feedback to that. That's where I think it would be useful. Mm-hmm. So it, hopefully that that's something they do. A lot of people have complained about the PS, the, the PlayStation Move controllers. So I don't think they, I think, I don't think they're going to change the headset at all, but I definitely think they're going to bring out new controllers I at some point so, in time. I hope so, because the, the Move controllers are very limiting. I mean, it, it's in, very few, yeah. But, yeah, very few buttons. Uh, you can't really do that, you know, where you have, you know, in the VR world, they're, they're tending to be not too complicated, but I think they've kind of hit the right, uh, kind of uh compromise with with something like the index controllers i mean even the new uh oculus touch controllers that come with the rift s and the quest where it's like okay you have your trigger you have a grip button and then you have two regular buttons where it's not too complicated but it's enough to do a lot of a lot of cool stuff with it uh where the move is just you know it's like i think it's the trigger button and then there's like kind of a up and about, down, like, but, yeah, there's. Well, look, I mean, going back, the game. Yeah, the 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 game the game looks good. I want to say, like, the game looks. It's it's not it's not it doesn't look like it's anything particularly amazing or mind blowing. Like, I've seen some. A lot of people are saying good things about it. Obviously, people are relating it to the uh, the Batman VR, which was probably like that was that was like a launch title for the PSVR, and it was a really good PSVR title. Um, so people are relating it a lot to that, but. I don't know. I kind of saw the the uh, the Arkham VR game that would, that looked that looked a bit more fun and it was more of a story to it. So we'll see. Uh, once again, it's not it's not something I'm going to be able to test out and review anyways. But I do have a friend who is uh, probably currently playing the demo right now as we speak. 
um, and he's going to tell me all about it. So hopefully, hope, yeah. So next time, uh, next week, I can tell you guys about his experience playing it. Yeah, I'm probably going to stop by the studio and go pick up the PSVR and then download the demo and just test it out and see. Surely, surely it, this would be on the Quest too, right? I don't know. I mean, it's perfect for the Quest, but I don't know if it will yeah. be because of it. I don't know what the the license could be license, licensing rights. Yeah. Well, it's like the you know, it's not Spider Man, so. It doesn't have that Sony tie-in, but they might have just bought out the exclusivity. But also, it might just be a time thing, because right now, uh, Vader Immortal has hit the PSVR. Uh, and Vader Immortal sure. was like on, on Quest and Rift. Actually, it was Quest first, and then it came out on Rift like a month later. Now they're doing... The, the, I think the second or third episode, they were just doing it at the same time. But I remember the first episode... That makes sense now, out. Dennis. So, I mean, like, I think, I think, a hundred percent, it's going to come to other VR titles. But obviously, right now, the reason they're doing the bundle is because they're pushing, they're they're trying to push PSVR sales. So it's probably going to be on the PSVR for a while to try to push PSVR yeah. sales. Probably and like a after year. That's my at guess. least. I'd imagine. I, I was going to say it's not going to be anything less than six months. That's for sure. Trying to get people to buy the 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 PSVR, and then maybe yeah, maybe next yeah, maybe next year sometime we'll see it hit the other things. Yeah, uh, but hey, well, if you're gonna pick up if you're gonna pick up the PSVR, definitely let me know how it is and let the, let the channel. Yeah, know I'll at it. least play the demo and then I will decide whether I want to buy the game or yeah. not. We'll and see. You can do a review if you get it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I need to figure out how to do more reviews. Right now, it's just my place is so cluttered because I've got I brought like a bunch of stuff from the studio back home, and I don't really have that much space. <laughs> For everything, so I just got to figure out what the best way is to set up uh, to do something more than just like I can't even stream right now uh, with my setup, other than PC games. Like I can't really yeah. stream on on uh, with PS4 or Xbox, at least not to YouTube. I think I can do it through Twitch, but we don't. Do you have a, Do you have a capture card? Well, I, I ha- they're using it. I had one, and they're using. Oh it right, you told me last week. We yeah. spoke about this last so, week. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, so I, I got to figure something out so I can pump out some more gameplay stuff. But anyways, speaking of gameplay, I finally finished Half-Life Alex. Nice. Yeah, finally, so, got, I mean, obviously, no no spoilers. Give us the no, no spoilers. spoilers. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, me and um, Mark are supposed to do a spoiler review, but I, I don't think he's got... He's only, I think, halfway through it. Uh, I just... All I have to say, I won't do any spoilers. All I have to say, it was amazing. One of the best gaming experiences i've ever had uh it is it is a game changer it takes everything you thought vr should be that's what the game is and and people for that are half-life fans themselves they anyone who watched the game like online versus playing it or played the 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 um non-vr mod you wasted your I'm sorry. It's a shame. It, you wasted your. <laughs> you wasted your you, time. You wasted your you, money. Not wasted your time, but like you truly did not experience the way it was intended. Yeah, yeah, like you, you're missing out. Like you, you didn't get the full experience. There's no the way that it's it like, is. It's like watching that, that video. The oh God, this lag is going to kill me one day. I swear to God. <laughs> um, it's like watching that video of the guy who found the double rainbow. Like, yeah, it's nice to see the double rainbow, but imagine being the guy who actually saw the double rainbow. You know, that's yeah. that's that's the experience that's the real treasure is, right they, there. They, and the experience is different, and and just 
the whole idea of someone playing this on 2D, like and pressing a button to do the eject the 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 cartridge and reload and press another button, and like it it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The the way that is made is so that when you have the gun, it feels like a real gun. Ejecting the clip, it's a button too. But then when you you have to actually go back to your back, pull out a cartridge, slam it in, cock the gun, like look at the different um you know all the different displays just everything is built for vr and also that tension that you have throughout the game there's never a ton of enemies in this game it's just uh, like four enemies is a lot in half-life alex in like considering it's like a real 3d i would imagine you know what i mean like you don't have that comfort of like just blasting your like you've actually got to be aware if someone's behind you you've got like So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like fighting four people in real life. It's going to be a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, tension is all gone if you're not doing it in VR. So the the immersiveness, the 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 characters being there, like all like like I mentioned, like there's one level that is super scary, and it's like you you can't experience that in non non VR. Anyways, it's funny though. Like if you think about it, when I was thinking about the game, it's 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 like the it's like that uh anti Fortnite Apex Legends type of game. Not that it's like against those games. It's like one, it's not online, it's not multiplayer, you're not playing with anyone else. Yeah. It's story driven. Two, in terms of guns, you get three guns. That's it. There's three guns. And each gun you can upgrade to do different things, but it's all very focused on on having the smooth experience, having it fit in the world. It's 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 not about like having uh you know a hundred different guns and doing a hundred different things. It's it's very it's weird. It's like simple but complex at the same time. So yeah, I don't no, know. It's, that, it's, it's something it's I definitely got to try out, man. Especially now that I got a, I would imagine. The PC I'm getting can at least like well have you, you you've been playing Half Life Alex on your system? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, running it on the RTX 2060. You said right? Yes, RTX 2060. It's low I... fidelity. It's on low, but their low on Half Life Alex is still very very good. It's still better okay. than any other game that you've seen. <laughs> on definitely, yeah. I'm definitely going to get now that they're finally got. Well, we'll get to the topic now, but now that they finally have some. Uh, some some stock for the Oculus Quest. Um, I, I'm definitely going to get it. The main reason I want to get the Quest is for my dad. Like I, I feel like I feel like VR could honestly blow away the older generation's mind uh, in certain aspects. Like I want, uh, especially with this lockdown going on. You know, I really want to try to get myself a Quest so that I can take my parents who are a lot older. My dad's uh, about to turn seventy, and I wanted to like we can't go traveling. You know, so I'd like to mm-hmm. go traveling through the VR system, and then also. Bonus, I get to play VR games. I'll get yeah. the I'll get the cable, of course. Um, you were you what you were using the Quest, right? With the cable. Okay, or... so the, the, so let's talk about this subject since it, it it deals with what I'm going through with the the Quest and and the Rift S, and also with this ne- this other topic, which is that um, the Oculus Quest is now back in stock. Now they have a 64 gig version and a 128 gig version. 64 is already sold out, so. They got all oh, this wow. new stock in 64. Luckily, I, I got that's part of what I want to talk about is I actually got my Oculus Quest yesterday. Um, 
I got I, I ordered it, got the 64 gig version. I don't think you really need the 128 because unless you plan on watching a lot of movies and doing a lot of like other things on the quest in terms yeah. of games, 64 is good enough because most games are usually around a gig, you know, maybe a little more. Really? Yeah, yeah. The games are not big, man. For VR? Uh, how, how big yeah. How big was Half-Life Alex? Well, that's a different story. So I mean, Half-Life yeah, Alex is, Half-Life House is like 50, 60 gigs. But remember, that's on your PC. That's not on, on oh, yeah, your you'll be running. That makes sense. You'll be running it via the cable. Yeah, okay, actually, yeah, yeah I can. I'll, I'll look at it right now. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, once again, I guess the 128 gigs is only worth it if the, the Quest could do those games without the cable, you know, where you could get the games on the Quest yeah. itself. But we're years away from that kind of stuff, you know. Obviously, yeah. you can still be playing games like uh, Super Hot, etc. You know, yeah, Super Hot is is a perfect like Beat Saber. Those are all perfect for yeah, seventy gigs yeah. for Half Life. That might include. I download the Workshop plus a couple um, mods. It's actually, still it. surprisingly small considering like modern day games. You know, like everything's a hundred gigs nowadays or more. Yeah. So now the other part of this story is okay. You can get the Quest. I tested the Oculus Link. Now it works. It is not the same experience as, as the Rift S. having the Rift S. Okay, so, you know, I have proclaimed before, and I still am 75% with, with this assessment, but I've lowered it from like 100%, right? Of like when I said there's no purpose to the Rift S, there is, but you really, one, have to have a lot of money to justify, and two, you have to really be like okay this is the way i want to go um so if you're playing half-life alex the best way obviously is to own a half-life or sorry not half-life a valve index that has the best you know resolution the best everything right um but in terms of like i played half-life alex on the rift s which is not mine it it is colliders Uh, it's, it's our company one um and i played it on that and it was a great you know experience um in terms of the quest and the oculus link which is to be fair still in beta all it is is it's streaming the video from your your pc to your headset which still has some issues in terms of the compression the compression is not like i you can especially in dark areas you can see a lot of compression. And I don't know if maybe... I do not have the, the official Oculus Link cable, so maybe that's a different story. Maybe if I got that cable and everything would be fantastic and great or whatever. But I, I have a, a, a USB 3.1 that, that goes to all the specs that they, 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 they require. And there is compression, and so you don't... The, the, the fidelity of the resolution is not the same as playing on, on the Rift S. Um, so you have that in factor Two, the quest is just not as comfortable as the Rift S. The Rift S is lighter, obviously, because it doesn't have to hold the, the, uh, uh, all of the components in it. So the, the, the quest is, is front heavy. Um, it's not like unbearingly. So you can still play it. Um, I would say like playing an hour to two at a time on the quest is, is, I think about the right amount of time. One, the battery will run out anyways, because um, 
it's not powered by anything else. And then two, just fatigue in terms of the weight of it will start to get to you. Where the Rift S, I was able to power through more, um, do like three-hour, four-hour sessions on it versus one to two hours because it is a lighter component. So um, it is more comfortable. Uh, So I do stand by having the choice between a Rift S and Quest. I'm still... I did choose the quest. I got it. Um, and I'm still glad about it, but I do now see where some of the shortcomings are with, with it versus the rift S. All right. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you've, uh, actually spoken about that because that I will, I'm sure I'm not the only person who is watching this or listening to this, um, uh, who's going to take that into consideration. I'm still, I'm still leaning towards the quest for accessibility yeah. and for other things, like for, for non-related, like Half-Life Alex kind of stuff. But I was yeah. literally looking at it now where I was like, I may as well, if I'm working towards something and I'm earning, I'm earning decent money, which right now I'm not because it's a lockdown. But afterwards, we can think about the future. I was thinking, I was like, you know what, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to get myself the Valve Index. And I just looked it up and realized that in giant bold letters on their website it just says not available in your country and i was like it doesn't even say out of stock it just says yeah. not in your country so i checked out the oculus website and they don't even have south africa on the list they're like here are the other countries you can go south africa is not there so but they say you can get it on amazon and we have amazon so i'd imagine okay. i can get it through amazon um but that, i mean that i'm sad i can't get the valve index now you know mind you that would have been very expensive but i would yeah, not, it's like i would a not thousand mind. bucks right i think it's a thousand yeah it's a thousand bucks thing. Yeah. But then again, it's like you're you're not gonna like as far as I know, and you'll probably correct me if I'm wrong here, that that'll last you for like it's you're you're not gonna need to upgrade for a while. You know what I mean? Like I think years, you're not gonna need an upgrade for years. Like even in four or five years from now, when they start bringing out like bigger, badder VR headsets, I'm sure the Valve Index can still at least hold up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until the until the games get to a point that it can't handle it. But if it's playing Half Life Alex, then I mean I don't. I don't think we're gonna get a VR game as good as Half Life Alex for a long time. You know. Well, that's that's the thing I forgot to mention in my review was <clears throat> that it set the bar so high now for mm. VR that it's hard to go back and play other games. I mean, I, you can play them and you can still have fun with them, but they don't achieve the same bar and it's easier with these casual games right like a beat saber or even like super uh super hot or whatever that's different but if you want to play like another game that's similar to half-life alex that's like a a first person shooter that involves guns and and whatever like it's it's not the same like you'll always be thinking about how smooth how how great the graphics are and and also to be fair Remember, the Oculus Link is still in beta, so they're they're still tr- improving the compression through the cable. Oh, true, Cause, true. Because now, now you can go through USB 2.0 now with it, but obviously it's lesser quality because you can't uh, throughput as much. Um, so they're constantly improving it, so hopefully, you know, maybe it gets better and better, and then I maybe the compression would get so good I won't have any complaints in terms of the fidelity of it, but the comfortability is still not quite as good but I still stand by my choice because I still now can unattach from my PC and just play regular Oculus Quest games in a in a, in a in any general area. Yeah, well, I, I, that does make me a bit more optimistic. You know, get, 
leaning towards because like i said now looking at the my options i couldn't get the index even if i wanted to so it would probably i my only options here is pretty much oculus so i'd probably get the quest and i mean look like you said you, you just said it right now that the the link cable can only get better right the, yeah. the, com- the c- compression software can only get better. So surely at some point in time, what you said a uh, long time ago will make sense, which is that the Rift S will eventually be obsolete, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and there's rumors too right now that the next Oculus Quest is going to be a Quest Rift hybrid. And it's, they're just going to yeah. get rid of... Who was who working on hand tracking again? Uh, no, they have it. They have it now. But it's still in okay. beta. But they have yeah. like hand tracking, which it's gonna honestly, it works for certain things. But like for something like Half Life, Alex, it doesn't work. I'd imagine unless that, you, unless it comes with like that. haptic gloves, you know, that would be different. Exactly. They make haptic gloves. Yeah, if you have haptic gloves, that's different. But in terms of like the experience of having the controller and it feels like a gun, and then you have haptic feedback when you're getting hit or when you fire and whatnot. I to me, like the the hand tracking is cool, but it's it's only for certain things, and I don't think. FPS and FPS is is that thing. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I like. I, I see it being used in social situations more than anything. You know. Yeah. So, like, if they set if they set up like a well, when not if, but when they when they set up social media VR, I'd imagine the hand tracking would be useful then. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's my update on Half Life Alex, the Oculus Quest. I mean, I just got it in, so I'm gonna. You know, I've, I've obviously played with the Quest a lot already uh, at the studio. Just having my own now, I'll be able to spend a, l- a little more time. And also just testing out, like, I have the Walking Dead uh, Saints and Sinner game, which is on on Steam, and playing that through through the link as well and just seeing how, how that goes. So, Yeah. All right. Well, should we jump into the next bit of uh, yeah. information? Let's, which... talk, let's talk about Anthem. Um, yeah. Basically, Anthem 2.0, which is not a sequel to the game. It is just them fixing the game. <laughs> fixing the game. They're saying that it's not going to come out anytime soon. That it's going to be a long process and that the team that's working on it is a small team, but dedicated to it. So they, they can't just like, they're not spending a, like a whole like huge department to, to, to quote unquote, got, fix, uh, the, fix the game. It's like a 30 person team they've got working on it right now. Yeah. Uh, currently working from home, they said, but uh, the game, the game's incubation phase has kicked off. Whatever that means, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Here's the thing: like this is probably, maybe it's just the the articles that I've seen written about this, but like no, no one's really coming at this with any positivity. And it's like, mind you, it's not a very positive thing, but it just it sounds so negative. It's like, hey guys, we're gonna fix the game. Don't expect us fixing it anytime soon. The game's only been out for like what. F- more than a year now it's like a, yeah yeah it yeah. came out like march last year so it's like a yeah, year yeah, so a few months but it's like so i love that it's like hey guys look we know we made a bad game uh we put out a day one patch and a day two patch we try to really fix things up uh we know that there was a lot of broken mechanics but we just want you to know that we're going to fix the game but don't expect it anytime soon it just seems a little negative to me but it's also yeah. like honestly they should have just kept their mouth shut about this and like they should have mm-hmm. looked at hello games and what they did with uh, no Man's Sky. No one was more disappointed in No Man's Sky than me because I pre-ordered. I waited. I literally did the thing where I stood outside outside a GameStop with a mm-hmm. bunch of other people lined up waiting for like the, the 9 p.m. release. Um, mm-hmm. So disappointed when I finally got the game. But now the game is a really, a really still not what they really promised and what people were uh-huh. expecting. But it's 
leagues and miles different from what it was and all the updates have been free i mean even the vr mode that they released for the game is free you didn't have to rebuy the game to play it in vr if you had the game they released the vr mode and if you had the psvr or even if you had it on pc or whatever the mm-hmm. vr mode is free so the, all these updates are free and they sp- but they, whenever they re- spoke about the updates it wasn't like oh hey look we're in a year from now we're gonna release this update they were like okay guys we've been working on this and it's coming out next month here's the update like that would have been the smart choice for them to mm-hmm. secretly work on this in their own time and then like out of nowhere, like a month before the time, be like, look at how much better it is. And they show yeah. us that. So I don't know. I, I think it was just poor timing, poor choice. Honestly, with everything going on right now, there's so much shit going on in the world. They could have just kept their mouths quiet and it would have been better PR, I think, you know, because we, we know that they announced that they're going to fix it and they're going to make changes. I think they should have just left it at that. They shouldn't have spoken about a delay or... I mean, I guess they they probably put out the statement because people are asking. But then again, to like say not to expect it anytime soon, mind you, obviously it's because of what's going on right now with the pandemic. But they should have made more of a point of that. I think you know, being like obviously it's going to take a while because of COVID. You know. Yeah, it, it's funny that both Bioware and uh, Bethesda, which are two of my favorite studios, are are both kind of in this. Uh, place where they have a lot of bad pr from two games that they both rushed and released too early that caused a lot of negative reaction to now that they're trying to fix this like i said with fallout 76 with wastelanders is it 100 percent there no but it at least leads me to believe that they they're at least somewhat back on track to understanding what why people uh love the franchise and that hopefully their next whether it's Skyrim five or 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 not five six and um, Starfield or whatever the next fall game that they will know what you know people are expecting um, and then also with Bioware like knowing that hey rushing and releasing this game early to to meet some deadline is not the right move to do it's like do the do what Rockstar does delay it. it delay it a year if you have to I mean we saw Last of Us delay we saw a lot of stuff delay. Oh wait, who's I mean who who's the publisher? Because I if I recall, it was the the publisher that really screwed this up, in my opinion. Because uh, for for Bioware for Anth- for, for Anthem, yeah, for Anthem who's is there like EA? It's EA, right? Yeah, EA, EA completely they completely screwed Bioware on this because it's essentially that that epic trailer we saw at E three years ago for 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 Anthem that blew everyone away and was so exciting. That was just like test footage that they were showing EA. There was like, look, yeah. EA, this is what we could make. And then EA is like, great, let's show this at E3. And then Bioware was like, wait, hold on, <laughs> we haven't made the game yet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then yeah, they what they spent it was either six months or nine months in development, which is nothing, yeah, nothing. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you look at if you're looking at like CD Projekt Red, like they're clearly they're working on this game for ye- they're working on um, Cyberpunk for years, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to spend six months developing the game and then get like that was it's just if it was wasn't for EA, I truly think that Anthem would have been a lot better. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't, I don't, from like all the research I've done, I don't think that anybody at BioWare even wanted to announce Anthem at that point in time, you know, considering where they were in development. It, it just wasn't a smart choice, you know, unless it was an existing IP before the time, you know, like, look, when Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, that was like, what, four or five years ago? It was 20, it was 20, 
was it 2016 or was it it was 2014 i don't know it was so long ago mm-hmm. that it's like but but it's final fantasy people are willing to wait for an ip they know you know what i mean well and they they're willing to wait for quality cuz then when exactly. it comes out and everyone's raving about it that's just i mean nothing nothing kills kills or uh makes a game succeed like word of mouth man like, exactly and i mean in like- my opinion usually when you see these people like they 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 show you the trailer and then years later the game comes out and obviously like the first trailer they showed you is usually this overly cgi it looks like a masterpiece but you're obviously not going to get that in the case of final fantasy 7 remake it the game looks just like when they first announced that the, the graphics looked unreal to me but here we are 2020 and the game looks like that it, it blew my mind i was like they not only kept their word but like i think i would even go as far as to say that it looks better um, especially as soon as I got to play it with the in-game lighting and atmosphere is so good. Uh, I don't know, man. Or- this whole, yeah. But yeah, the whole Anthem 2.0, don't expect it anytime soon thing. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a given. It's understandable because of the, um, because of the virus, but I just feel like there would have been, a, a, there could have been a different way that they could have spoken about it or said it, you know? Um, and yeah, like, man, EA, if you're out there, if anybody's listening from EA, just, just just leave your developers to do their thing, man. You know, stop pressuring them. Like don't don't ever tell your developer, like, yo, look, you guys better show me something in six months or I'm scrapping the project. And I understand that they kind of have to be like that to keep things flowing and mm-hmm. like they're not gonna give uh they're not gonna give a stu- a stu- uh, they're not gonna give people a bunch of money to make a game. Like they're not gonna take that risk unless they put deadlines in place like that. But mm-hmm. you know, keep those deadlines private, I think. First of all, and don't like don't do something silly where you where you take something that the developers have shown you of what the game could be and then release it as a trailer. You know that's just a horrible idea. Oh well. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. We've got uh, Riot Games has announced that Valorant uh, is going to launch on June second. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a month long closed beta. Uh, you know this is supposed to be their Overwatch Counter Strike hybrid. Um, the, the, the style, the cartoon style of looks a lot like, uh, Overwatch, but it is a little more geared towards like more, I wouldn't say realistic weapons, but you know, not quite as, as fantastical as something like Overwatch, but it does have like yeah. the cartoon characters. So. It's got, I mean, it's gotten great like response from streamers. Cause obviously there was like for good marketing and advertising, they gave codes to a lot of streamers and people. A lot of streamers yeah. are playing the beta, which while we're on that topic as well, on June 2nd, if you did play the beta, all of your progress will be reset. Everyone's going to start mm-hmm. fresh on June 2nd. Um, I, 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 June, it's an interesting day to have the to have the free-to-play game launch. I would imagine that they're going to have a battle pass or something like that, and it's going to start yeah. on June the 2nd as well, which is a little conflicting because June 2nd is when the next Fortnite season starts, and it's. I think Valorant's going to be a much better game than Fortnite. But obviously, if you look at Fortnite, you have more. A lot more people are playing that game. You know, the numbers haven't exactly gone down. So it's interesting to be launching the game when the next season of Fortnite's going to be launching. I I would have just like done it. Honestly, if you did it like a day before the time, that's how you know people would have spent money on your, your game rather than on Fortnite. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, look, dude, I think this game is going to blow up in like the most mm-hmm. best best possible way ever it's going to be it's going to be one of the most played games on twitch mixer youtube whatever you whatever you're streaming on tactical 5v5 uh, shooters it's it, it's exciting as well i I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm obviously i'm going to get it on june 2nd so i'll be streaming it as well in the oversaturated streaming market but i don't care <laughs> um 
Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about the look of the game, but apparently the the gameplay mechanics in the actual game is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, sorry, more specifically, I'm not a fan of the art style. But mm-hmm. screw it, who cares? You know, I'm not a fan of the Fortnite art style, but I play that because it's fun. Mm-hmm. So people are going to play the game. It's going to be fun. I'm curious to see what their micro. Obviously, it's going to be cosmetic stuff. That's just the way they're going to do it. But yeah, I see this game getting very popular, and it could honestly. At the rate, I don't know. I think it could even put Warzone. Um, I think Warzone and Valorant are going to be competing. Um, Fortnite's always going to be around because it's different because it has building and it has like it's more social, like you said, you're dancing yeah. and all these other things. But uh, in terms of like, like because even right now, like Apex has kind of fallen off. People, more people are playing Warzone than Apex, you know. Mm. So I'm curious as to see what's going to happen. But there's also they've just done such great marketing for this game. You know, they know they knew what to do. They put the hand they put the game in the hands of the gamers and they let the game advertise for itself, which is very mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Um all right. Uh next thing we've got some okay, uh some Memorial Day sales. Uh first thing is if you didn't get GTA 5 for free on the Epic Game Stores, which I did. Um I still haven't played it yet though. Um the, this this week is Civilization VI for free. So if you haven't played that game and you're interested in it, uh, you can get it uh, on the Epic Game Store as well. Uh, but there's some, some other sales going on. It's weird because with Memorial Day, it's like out of all the years, like Memorial Day this year is like doesn't feel like anything because it's one, you can't go anywhere, right? Yeah. Usually it's like, oh, that's a time where you and your significant other or friends go somewhere or have a barbecue or hang out and you can't do any of that. And then two, all the days blend together. It's like a three day weekend for, you know, what's, I don't know. It doesn't really feel. Yeah, I, I kind of regret not having picked up GTA, GTA five on the Epic game store. The reason I didn't was because I was like, look, I've already got it on console. I actually still mm-hmm. currently I'm playing it. Uh, I've been playing it recently again, doing, I never did the heists online. So I'm finally doing the heists. Uh, but I, but my friend told me afterwards that, you're, Dennis, you're lucky because um, you, when you start GTA Online, you mm-hmm. start with a, a million bucks, um, ah. which is something that they never never advertise. So you will have a million dollars in your account when you start nice. the game, which isn't I'm rich. enough for you to. Ex- well, in, in GTA Online, it's not enough for me. It's it's enough bucks. for you to buy it's enough for you to buy your CEO offices. But if you want yourself a DeLorean, that's like two and a half million or more or something, wow. you know, which you can get a DeLorean in the game. It flies and everything. It's pretty sick, uh-huh. but um. Yeah, you get to start. So you get to, uh, obviously, from what I was told, uh, the that money doesn't transfer. It's only it only works if it's a new account. If you're doing a new uh, new Rockstar account, new GTA account. So I wouldn't even if I got the game, I don't think I would have gotten a million bucks unless I created a whole new account. Um, but Civilization Six being free for the next week makes sense to me because it's look the epic. If you got the Epic Games launcher, you've got it on your PC. You know, it's there's no Epic Games launcher on console. So Civilization Six is. It's just a great game to play on computer, you know, with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to get it. I love Civilization in general. I, I just love strategy games. I, I really hope that that makes a comeback because, I mean, especially after Warcraft 3 Reforged, they're just, I mean, well, I guess t- the Total War series has been really good, but there hasn't been much good RTS games, if you think about it, you know? I think, um, oh, you know what? Something else, while we're on the topic, I didn't bring it up, but... Um, Command and Conquer uh, One and Two. They've uh, the, the the developers have released the Command and Conquer One and Two source code so people can make mods and stuff. Yeah, which is I quite that. uh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, but yeah, if you're watching this right now and you and you have a PC and you like PC gaming, pick up Civilization Six for free on the Epic Game Store. 
Okay. Um, also some sales like uh, GameStop. They have a oh, buy. You get, you get it. Hold up. Well, while Wait. we're at it, sorry. Well, on on the Epic Game Store here, yeah. By snag by taking by getting Civilization Six, you also get a ten dollar ten dollars uh, off on any game price fifteen dollars or more. So that's cool. Yeah. You get actually get, so you can technically pick up a game for five bucks if it's fifteen dollars. You know what I mean? That's quite cool. So you get Civilization Six and you get a ten dollar coupon. Um, yeah, as you were saying. Uh, I was gonna say there's just some more sales like uh, GameStop has a buy two get one free. This is Final Fantasy Seven, Neo Two, per- Persona Five, MLB The Show Twenty. So if you buy two, you get one of them free. Uh, Persona Five, by the way, if if uh, if anybody likes JRPGs, Persona Five has been amazing. I've also heard really good things about Persona Five Royale. Um, just throwing that out there. Uh, for Xbox One, they have uh, Resident Evil Three, Doom Eternal, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. So buying two of those. Um, the only problem with that is I have two of those four. So let's say I want to get Doom Eternal and Modern Warfare, more Modern Warfare, which I don't own. What would I get for free? Because because uh, I already have the other two. So I guess you uh, probably just get screwed. Yeah. I hate it when that happens because uh, like. I, I'll always buy. I'll always end up like, I, I'll buy a game and then mm-hmm. I'll see a, a really cheap bundle on sale, and like I'll already own two of the games, but it'll still end up being cheaper to buy the bundle to get uh-huh. the cheaper game. It's always weird how that works. Yeah. Um, uh, I Best guess this, buy. Is, this is an interesting. Oh yeah, there's more sales. Go for it. I was just say Best Buy has uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey both on the PS4 and Xbox One for fourteen ninety nine. So that's that's a, that's a great deal. Borderlands three is twenty bucks. Uh, Witcher three, the complete edition, is twenty bucks. So, so those are some some nice games to to get. So here's here's an interesting topic. Um, I don't know if you saw. I, I sent you the link to this, but Two uh, K Games. I love how they wrote this article. <laughs> Rockstar Games parent company says it'll release ninety three games over the next five years. Dude, everyone knows Two K Games. Why do you have to say their parent? Just say Two K Games. Come on. Anyways, um, yeah, 2K Games is going to release 93 games over the next five years, which is crazy. But I guess, well, mind you, 2K Games does own a lot of developers, but 93 games in five years? That's, yeah. that's Some of them I mean, are like casual games and arcadey games, so some of those are like gotta be, yeah. full, full on. Or like indie games know. and stuff, you know? Yeah, but still, that's a lot of games regardless, but it's crazy how the marketplace can sustain that many games. Like yeah. every year when there's like all these big titles, I'm like, wow, can, can it, cause you know, when I think of games, it's like, that's a much bigger investment than like, Oh, they actually have a, they have it broken down here for you. It's uh yeah. 93, 93 titles, 63 core experiences. So like 63 proper games, 17 mid mid core games, and then 12 casual arcade titles. So it's The bulk of it is going to be actual games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said it's going to start about 2022. Uh, 2022, they're just going to start pumping out games, which, as we've spoken about before, um, well, I guess if you've got enough developers and it's being do- being done by enough different teams and enough different de- developers, it could work out well. But I see this being bad for them. You know, like it's it's oversaturated. I think it's too many games in in a in a five year space. You know what I mean? I mean, nine. That's a lot, dude. Like 93, 93 games in five years. I don't know how many of those games are actually going to be successful. Do you think they're just casting a wide net, hoping that some of those are going to be amazing? Or yeah. like, well, that's that's the thing is like, you know, uh, it, it's like the movie model now, where it's like 
you just need that one big hit that fun, funds everything else, right? Like with Epic, True. they have Fortnite, so and that, it funded that, everything that, else. Yeah. It funds everything. Uh, the whole, the whole thing with uh, Half Life Alex is, dude, they don't care about making money with that game. I mean, the whole purpose of that is to further the VR genre and also to promote their VR system, which is the Valve Index, yeah. because they make so much money off Steam, it doesn't matter. So it's it's so like true. getting the, it's like getting that the one big block movie blockbuster that will fund all these other things. So yeah, they they do that in they're in the hopes of getting two or three of those like big money makers. I think for me personally, one of the main reasons Half Life Alex happened was because Gabe Newell just decided to do it. I don't think he gave it. I don't think Gabe. I don't think Gabe Newell gave a crap about the profits or about no. what the people what the people wanted. I think he just no. sat there and he said, "You know what? We're not going to do Half Life three. Let's make a Half Life VR game because I feel like he wanted to play it more than anything. You know what I mean?" Yeah, because um, it, it moves t- technology forward, and and he's all about that. So you know, and, well, unlike you, like we spoke about before, the they're, the Valve Index, they're all they're being produced by Valve. They're not being produced in China or anything like like it's it's in I believe it's in their own studios in America. Sorry, their own production offices in America, made in America kind of thing. Uh, as far as I know, they're making it in house by themselves. Like they they built like the machines to pump it out themselves and mass produce it themselves. So it's definitely in their favor, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um. What else do we got going on here? A light, light thing to bring up real quick is the Saints uh, Row Three remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing I can say about it is because I loved Saints Row Three. Uh, it looks amazing. Saints Row Three the remaster. It does look really good, but everyone's kind of saying it looks like a brand new game, but it still feels like an old game, which makes sense. It's a remastered mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, it's, it's one of those games where I had a lot of fun with it back in the day, but I'd rather just play GTA five now. You know, if I was going to mm-hmm. play one of those kinds of chaotic sandbox games or even um, just cause for instance. So I don't know. I personally wouldn't be hopping into it anytime soon. It did have a co-op mode, which is nice. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Most most games like this don't usually have a co-op mode. Like it'd be sick to play GTA Five co-op with friends and this, actually do the storyline co-op, but uh, that, that was not an option. It wasn't uh, Saints Row Three though, but yeah. So the remastered, uh, I, th- I thought it was worth bringing up. Um, and then the la- the la- we spoke about it briefly, but then yeah, the the, the PS Five deal sense. Uh, one of the developers are hinting at the fact that there's haptic feedback, which mm. like we spoke about earlier, I don't like. I don't think it's useful. Is it immersive? Yes, it's immersive. Am I going to turn it off as soon as I get my PlayStation Five? Yes, <laughs> you know. I don't. I think. I think it would be distracting. You know, if anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Speaking of controllers, here is my PS Five controller here that keeps spinning. Apparently, this is like a a big. That's your, uh, your PS Four controller. PS Four. Sorry, PS Four controller. Yeah. Apparently, this is like a thing. Like a ton of people have the this problem and i tried doing all the stuff that they suggested and it's still messed up i i can't play last of us because i've been playing last of us i'm about halfway through the game i told everyone my story of how hard it is to finish last of us with all the like issues that i've had game's great i just i'm not getting the optimal experience because i'm, I'm playing it like you know years apart and then now playing picking it back again and restarting it and then and then getting back past where i was and then having fun with it and now my controller like spinning out of control and i don't and know it's what brand to do. new right you, you got it, you got like you i got, got this in no, sixty dollars like october i think uh the, the whole ps4 system and remember i barely played it I, I played about seven or eight hours 
of Death Stranding. Did you get the, uh, not that this matters because there are, I mean, it kind of matters. There are like the PS4 controllers, they all look the same, but there are two very different types. I know one has like a better Bluetooth option and things like that. Did you get the uh, the PS4 you got? What is it? A bit, it was the newer model, right? Where it kind of looks slim. a bit more slim. Yeah, it's the slim. slim one. Yeah, that comes with the new controllers, so you shouldn't have any issues. That's it. Have you tried um, unscrewing I think it's a physical it? Issue. Have you tried taking it apart? Because what I do is I sometimes do. to like fix my dead zone, uh-huh. I'll take I'll take a screwdriver, remove, take apart the entire controller, and then I'll actually clean out the analogs and I'll put them back in. And that usually well, for me helps out like the problems. That's my last step, which I've ordered. Um... The toolkit. I, I ordered the Phillips screwdriver double zero to open it up, which is a small comes screwdriver here, comes, comes in tomorrow. So that's what I'm doing. I mean, to me right now, the, 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 the controller is a lost cause. And I, I don't feel like paying $60 for another controller. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just pissing me off on this long line of issues. I've been, I've been, it's having. like someone doesn't want you to play the game. Exactly. You, you know, what's going to happen the game so I could play last of us part two in june which is right around the corner and i could at this rate i i I could finish it right i could probably finish it in the next two weeks if i had this working but who knows tomorrow's the big if we'll we'll find out that's for sure we'll uh, keep us posted about that um yeah i think that's about it for this podcast though yeah so yeah i finished half-life alex i want to play last of us part one but i'm trying to figure out how i put fallout 76 wastelanders on hold just so i could do these other two games but now i'm kind of at a standstill so either i fix my controller tomorrow and get back on last of us part one or i go back to fallout 76 wastelanders and then also start playing like walking dead saints and sinners or some other i'm going to kind of look at no man's sky and, and see how that is in terms of vr i'm going to check out to see uh, what people are saying about the vr mode on that oh dude um actually i'll tell you right now the best the best thing about no man's sky vr is just flying through space put put on some david bowie fly through space and oh it's so my friend tyler was playing it and um they actually revamped the old old the spaceships and everything have been revamped because previously is you get in the ship you fly it and you can like and you can see the console in front of you but now they actually had to add controls so that you're actually Mm. grabbing like controls for the ship and you're actually moving it around and like you're actually piloting and apparently that's just the best part like the vehicles in the game are just so much fun to use now yeah. uh so I'm, I'm jealous i hope you have fun with that yeah um so that's it for me what are you playing right now i've been playing a lot of Warzone. um i've been playing uh, still playing a lot of minecraft like i said it's just been like peaceful i'm not even trying to finish the game i I told myself i'm going to finish the game go beat well beat the ender dragon kind of finish it but i've just been fishing and farming man like and i'm it's it's like there's no real point to it but it's just so calming so i've been playing a lot of Mm -hmm. minecraft playing a lot of Warzone. my pc is supposed to get you on tuesday uh so once that's up i'm going to start streaming probably streaming some Warzone and stuff um yeah, that's mainly what I've been playing for the most part, and a bunch of like small arcade games with my nephew and my niece. Cool. All right, uh, let people know where they can find you. Uh, right now, you guys can find me right here in the Collider Games podcast, or you can find me on Instagram at josh.toki, and you guys can find me on Twitch at josh underscore toki. I should be streaming. Probably, I'm gonna be. I'm probably gonna be streaming every Friday, which will be like Thursday evenings in America. I guess I don't know. The time difference is weird. And you guys can find me on Twitter at ThinkHero, Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com 
slash Collider Games. Also, subscribe to this uh, podcast on the Collider Factory feed. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. See you next week. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's that little chico pit boomer, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify.